Hey, hey, welcome to Web3 Weekly with your host, Blockstar Technology. Let's go. <laughs> hey, hey, everyone. Um, thank you for joining today um, for our 41st episode. Um, Today we have uh, Kevin Lee joining us all the way from uh, Melbourne. Um, so I have uh, today with me Craig, Charles, or uh, Charlie, <laughs> and and Maureen. So um, today we're going to uh, talk about a little bit about um, how metaverse and you know all the emerging tech, how that's really changing the the education uh, landscape for our next generation. So could not think anyone better than uh, the team from uh, the MetaKey uh, team. So uh, Kev, uh, before we dive in, would love to hear a little bit about your backstory and how did you really get into uh, be good at taking those selfies as well, mate? <laughs> First off, thank you for um, inviting me on your 31st try, 41st try. Love that I'm far down <laughs> that list. Love the commitment. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, we're, we're hoping to I'll, get it right soon. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Because we did have a few um, mic issues with me before. So I'm glad you all figured it out. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Um, how I got started was the question, was it? Yeah. So pretty much a bit of a backstory, you know. Uh, who's Kevin? And, uh, you know, you're really killing it out there. I think some. I think it would be really cool to know, like, how, how you have sort of transitioned uh, from... Uh, web 2, Kevin 2, Web 3, Kev. Yeah, cool. I should probably reveal some stuff I haven't said on anything before. should be very fun. Um, <laughs> That'd be cool. So I got into crypto at 2017, but let's go before that. I always was, after, as a teenager growing up, I was very introverted. And I would just, I really struggled to chat with people like in a team environment as well. And I studied like screenwriting and media. And I, I just wanted to be like into films and TV. But as I learned more of it at uni, I kind of realized, oh, you know, it wasn't that interesting and I couldn't interact with people as much, which is very surprising to a lot of people right now because, you know, I am a bit social at times. Um, but I saw that at the time there was this thing called YouTube really, um, it just kind of started and a lot of people were jumping on it. And for me, at least, it was like one of the first few times that it was like a new media, new future tech and had all these things that never really was like available to normal people. They could just upload their own videos. So I kind of like pushed TV and movies away for a little bit, kind of went online um, to try to dive into like YouTube influencing and vlogging back then. But back then it was a lot different. It was also, you know, the purists and people were just recording videos for the sake of recording. Rather now it's a bit more corporate, which is fine. There's an entire business model and financial model behind it now as well. So I, from that kind of perspective, I always was like chasing, like, um, like adapting myself for future technology. And with that as well, with the own personal vlogging, like I found myself just getting a bit more confident. And, you know, part of Web3 reminds me about that time as well, where everyone was just like, you don't really know what's going on. It's maturing very quickly. It's growing very quickly, but everyone still seems excited. Maybe not so much the last year or so. But yeah, that moved into that. Um, did a lot of odd jobs, casual jobs, and then moved into YouTube. And then eventually uh, Web3 came along and... A friend told me about it. I thought it was a scam. Didn't talk to him for a while. And then um, <laughs> up again as a Facebook ad about um, like a, I think it was RMIT University or something. And I just clicked on that and I went down the rabbit hole. 
and lost a lot of money during that time. But um, this is now my second bear market and I've learned quite a bit. So yeah, as far as that's my little journey goes and, you know, I've taken a lot of my confidence from previous um, hobbies and I've applied it to this one. So yeah, I just like to crack jokes when I can, make people smile if I can. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's awesome, mate. That's awesome. So um, so how did that uh, Web3, which, how did you decide, okay, which part of Web3 you're going to start with? Like, is it something that you uh, naturally uh, pick uh, your, um, what do you call uh, your path that you want to follow or did it just you know come to you or how did that happen did it start from trading to what well, how did it how did that uh, the next part work out for you yeah so it actually it's so interesting because you know growing up in an asian family you don't really talk about investing so this was my mm-hmm. first exposure to like money and investing and everything that came with it all the emotions all the you know looking at charts and everything so what i realized was like when i first started trading crypto I literally was just losing money based on the fees, the trading fees back then. And no one ever taught me this stuff. I didn't know, you know, FOMO, hodling, any of this stuff, any of these terms, like the emotions they go through, um, being exit liquidity to anything, never knew any of this stuff. So it was all new to me. What got me going was um, there was this blockchain called Steam. I think it's still around. It was like a social media platform, but you get rewarded like every like equaled like a cryptocurrency vote. Yeah. bit just by like posting videos or blogs and that's kind of how i started connecting with people mm-hmm. and then it was like a they eventually hard forked to another blockchain whole different story don't want to get into it um <laughs> sorry, but don't have enough time um yeah and then went to a crypto event i think the first crypto event like a year or two years after that overseas and just met people for the first time and i was like whoa this is sick <laughs> just like yeah. people just like so future tech ready but they're talking a lot of stuff i don't understand but like i kind of like that as well no, I mean, like, where where I started from uh, trading, how about you, Charlie? Where, how did you get into that? Uh, yeah, I guess first seen it on the news and was like, oh, what's this money that they're talking about that can't be stopped and go over international borders? And I think it was actually then came uh, across me on a Joe Rogan podcast, of all things. Good old Joe Rogan, <laughs> always ahead of his time. And um, Anton Apinopoulos was on yep. there and then he started going into it more and more and there was like local Bitcoins and I remember going to Coinbase back then and Coinbase was like, hey, if you sign up and deposit $100, we'll give you $10 free Bitcoin. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then logged in, had to give them my driver's license and I'm like, hell no, like, <laughs> same thing as you, Kevin, like never, you know, first form of getting into investing or doing anything. And um, they wanted my ID and I'd never bought shares or nothing. I'm like, no way is my ID getting sold on the dark web and getting <laughs> a whole heap of bloody um, loans across my name. And I, I put it down for many years. And then the 2017 bull run come along and I was sitting there in the office and someone said about, oh, have you heard of Bitcoin? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why? What about it? Like it hit 20K and that's when I got the shovel out and started learning a lot more, obviously, yeah. once that happens. And... I traveled down a similar road to you too, Kev. The old Steam, I was on Steam and plugged it into DLive where you could do your live streams. And I didn't really do do much on that, but it was fun playing around. And it was an interesting aspect to like a social media platform too. 
Hmm. It was right. Oh, it was a time where everyone was kind of doing that as well. It's like, oh, this hasn't been made on crypto yet. Let's just put it into crypto. Let's just like <laughs> yeah, 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 put yeah, it onto yeah. crypto. Yeah, it was a fun yeah, time. yeah. Let's tokenize it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, how about you, uh, Maureen? How did that happen um, to you? So I probably around 2017 yeah. did the same thing. I heard of um, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Funnily enough, I never actually bought Bitcoin. Um, like I ended up like doing my research and looking into it and I got really intrigued and I was like, I, I started buying altcoins. So my first thing was Ethereum and all the other altcoins because I was like, well, no way, Bitcoin's had its run. <laughs> Let me invest in all these shit coins, yeah. um, <laughs> which, I, which I invested in many. But I, I went, um, I, I signed up to this group in the USA. I was one of those suckers. Um, it was like keys to freedom or something. <laughs> and and they were like they were like a really cool group that did all this research. They actually researched all the coins and told you who sh- you should invest in and what you should buy in and all this After stuff. They it. Yeah, and yeah, back yeah. then I didn't know any better because yeah. I was so silly. And there was a big group in Sydney, like we got tickets I bought for two thousand dollars, an additional ticket, um, <laughs> to fly down in Sydney and meet all the other idiots that made the same dumb choice as I did. And then after that I was like, oh I really want to learn about this. And that's when I um I was doing my Masters of Law at the time and I went looking everywhere in Australia and everyone was so anti crypto. So that's when I went um University of Nicosia and studied my master's into there wanting to know more, but I really learned by um, basically trading badly with leverage, losing a lot of money, um, watching a lot of YouTube clips, um, you know, signing up to all these investor programs, learning through, um, you know, studies and educations, Mm. losing my money was the biggest lesson. And, And then I gave it a little break after, you know, um, the market crashed and everything. I still kept learning after that. But then once everything crashed, I sort of just stepped away and came back to it later after the market recovered. And now I'm like my second bull market. So I'm like, don't do anything. Um, How about you, Craig? Craig. (laughs) (laughs) For some people, I think that we've touched on it was like, you know, the crypto or the investment side of it. Mm -hmm. For others, the main draw card might be NFTs. I yeah. Say <laughs> oh, um, yes. And, and while, yes, I get NFTs, I think there are specific use cases mm-hmm. for them and mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, like the, the, there's a lot of projects out there that mm. probably don't need to be there. Um, but for me, it was actually blockchain itself and the use cases mm-hmm. for it mm. that interested me. Mm. Okay. What, what was the first token you purchased, Greg? Besides <laughs> Ethereum? Besides Ethereum, I don't know. I have to go. Shit. I don't know. No, I don't know if it was, but I do still hold like yes. No, he just he got. (laughs) Yeah, he got the dongs. He got the dongs, right? Yeah, there were dongs, die. You know, you know, there was a whole heap of stuff that we were playing with. But no, yeah. (laughs) I I mean, that being said, yes, I do own. Yeah. Quite a few million. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. Kev, if you like, so coming back to the uh, the education side of things, um, did you see the um, the value of education and how that can be improved in the Web three space, or um, how did that uh, journey look like for you joining the Meta the Meta Key team? 
Yeah, I think for a lot of people, when you've went through hard time, just like Maureen, I've lost a bit of money, you know, just doing terrible things. Mm-hmm. Not terrible. I'm saying you did terrible things, but um, yeah, yeah I transferred like the wrong amount to a <laughs> different wallet. Like no one owned that wallet, so I could never get it back. And it's just one of those things that doesn't really exist in a normal Web2 setting. So for me, a lot of the education is like, I had such a bad like start to it. I wish everyone else didn't have that start. So part of that is like trying to help people on board and make sure they have the right resources but it's also very difficult at the same time because everyone has their own motivations you know as we're hearing from across the table people started for different reasons i get very sucked in by the innovation side so i'm just like oh you know everyone's you know it's not about the money all the time but then sometimes it kind of is when you kind of realize especially these markets um things like pepe coin just shows like how like quickly people would dump things just to get like some money quick liquidity in yeah um as far as my journey to Medicaid, it started really possibly last year because I only started in October 2022 uh, with the Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started long before then trying to get out, just meeting a lot of new people at events because COVID just happened. And I realized, you know, <clears throat> ever since like I hadn't really made a new friendship group since my YouTube days. So I was like, oh, here, here's my new hobby. I'm just going to slowly go out to these events and just meet some people. And then I just kept going yeah. to to them and just like each time I was like meeting one to three new people every time so just kind of like combined together kind of compound together and then I met yeah. some really cool um, people along the way and then obviously Maddie and all that you know my first NFT Melbourne event he was there and he was actually one of the people I met there um, one of my old friends was, as well is co-founder of the Medicare so that kind of helped as well um, because they don't just hire everyone there's a certain type of criteria and they just, yeah. what helped me as well was I was using my LinkedIn and Twitter as like a way to educate people as well. As I was learning, I would post what I was learning um, along the way so other people could learn. So that kind of just fused it into Meta Academy, which they were really looking for someone to kind of lead that up because it is kind of like a YouTube platform, but it's also Web3. So it's super niche. And like, I look at it now, I'm just like, I got kind of thrown in the deep end. It was like, oh, I'm starting. Here's three weeks before launch. And all these things were like still up in the air, but we, we made it happen. It worked, did the things and yeah, happy about that. And it's been smooth sailing since then. And now I'm also helping out the metaverse side as well. So super interesting. Cool. Uh, before we jump into metaverse, I just want to uh, uh, get a little bit of understanding. When you say you got uh, thrown into the deep end, um, I had to say I get, I, I learn by that, get getting uh, thrown into the deep end. But um, not for everyone. That's not, uh, you know, everyone's cup of tea. And a lot of people, you know, it, it can it can have sort of negative impact as well. So, how did you, did, you know, were you always someone who would just learn at that that type of experiences, or is it the first time, or how did that happen to you, for you? Yeah. So for me, like, when I'm stressed, I stress eat. That's the first one, <laughs> and I don't go gym, <laughs> which is a bit different. Um, but it was more that I, it was just a brand new company of all these new. And it was like, I came from a company that probably had like six people in the office where this was a fully remote job. And there were already strong departments, obviously with strong relationships. And I'm like a very, you know, I can be a very loud, outspoken character at first. Um, so it, for me, it was about like chilling, relaxing, um, understanding what all this is. There was a big like process behind, you know, even applying right now to become a, a meta guide, which are the people who create the courses um, there's still a bit of a process behind that, but I feel like we finally locked it down. Um, this is a whole lot of like 
I guess, direction that needed to be taken. I didn't want just to focus on cryptocurrency and NFTs always. I wanted to focus on everything else like events, DeFi, all the different aspects of it. So it was just kind of learning on the go as well. But I do prefer if there was like a bit of a plan to it. But, you know, there's nothing wrong being outside your comfort zone, I find. Yeah. I think you need the right people though, right? Yeah. yeah. For that. Okay, quick quick question. Like, and, and I know that we've sort of touched on, mm. you know, the Met Academy and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And well, absolutely, people need to be educated to A, beware of the pitfalls of onboarding. It also brings to light, I, I guess, the difficulties in that user journey. So besides the Met Academy like, and teaching, which is one half of the equation, um, are you guys doing anything on the other side when you were talking about like, you know, it was innovation and stuff that sort of intrigued you to make that user journey easier? Are you asking it outside of the Met Academy? Or in, anywhere, in, in any way, shape or form. Yeah, so we have a pretty, like, because we have so many editions of the NFTs as well, like, we've built quite a big community. So we have, like, our private Discord. Not, it's not too private, but if you own, like, a certain amount of keys, you have, like, um, other private channels you can be part of. And, like, it's actually that community as well that educates other people because we're only, you know, we're only just a company, but this is like a global audience we have. So they kind of help each other out, talk over things as well, which is really nice. Um, we do a lot of collaborations with other projects. So, you know, it gives key holders a chance to learn about other aspects of Web3. And it gives exposure for us for a new audience as well. Um, I hope that answers it. I'm not too sure. There probably is more correct answers. But that's at least <laughs> the top of my head what I can think of outside of Meta Academy. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned um, the meta guide is what is what is that what you call them? The meta guide, yeah. 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 Just okay. <laughs> um, and so essentially, that's the people that are delivering the educational material. Is that right? Yep. Correct. So, um, what is the criteria to be a meta guide? There's quite actually like when you in the grand scheme of it, it's very little. It just has to have something you're very passionate about in the Web three space that you want to educate people on in a video format um you don't have to have like any formal qualifications because there's not many out there and you just have to create a course that hopefully is engaging enough and isn't overlapping too much on what it already is on meta academy but i am finding that you know for a lot of people this is the first time they're a creating a education course or be even talking to a camera. So it can be quite difficult. And we try to make it as easy as we can, you know, by taking on the editing, giving them pointers mm-hmm. across the way, um, helping with the course outline and some of the scripting if they need, things like that. So w- were you actually asking, do you need to have lost this much money in altcoins? <laughs> oh, well, I qualify then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't look colors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Um, I might suggest that to the team. So... Like what, what kind of categories are you going to focus on? You said anyone that's passionate about Web3, but what are we really talking about? Are we talking about altcoins? Are we talking about blockchain in general? Are, we, are you planning, you know, in the future to expand in all sorts of cat- categories like, you know, cooking, legislation, cooking, um, unrelated. But <laughs> no, um, do you know what I mean? Like the regulatory compliance sector of it all and, changing landmines and all of that stuff are you gonna expand on what topics you'll be teaching or is it meant to be a very basic level high level 
introductory course. So right now it's it's a really it's already kind of expanded already. We have like behind the scenes stuff, we have event stuff as well, a few on regulatory, but it's very hard to kind of set that up at the moment. Yeah. Um, it originally started as like anything type of like a bit of a Udemy, but I think we've just been like, okay, let's just make it completely Web3. So yeah. you can do cooking as long as it's some form of Web3 cooking. Um, I'm sure yeah. there's something out there. There you go. Web3. All right. What was yeah. Medgy, Medgy NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> the noodles, Web3. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. So there is, I'm sure you know, like it's a broad scope, but hmm. pretty much anyone who's passionate about something about Web3. And it could just be a case study if you wanted to about a certain project that you think would be very advantageous yep. for other people to know about or just, you know, something that they should know about but maybe shouldn't do or invest in, then, yeah, I think it's pretty so, cool that they can just try anything. So hmm. they're quite small little, little, are they like just little videos, micro things? They're not like full courses or micro credentials. It's just maybe sharing little bits of knowledge. Is that what you're going yeah, through. it's it's changed over time. So originally we had, you know, there was a very strict, it must be five videos, it must be 10 minutes each. Um, but now we're trying to just focus it a bit more, um, make it a bit more compact. So like one video, have like one video, explain what your topic is and fit as much as you can in like a 10 minute segment. Um, that should give enough broadness to it. So we have a bunch of topics, which has already been, that just actually just started this week. So it's already happening. So Looking, looking forward to it. See how it all goes. Who knows? We have so, tried. We do have one. So Maddie had one. There's about a hundred. I think it's 113 videos in one course. Wow, that's wow. what you're into. Um, but no, we changed that. We split it up into like eight different courses. Okay. So Kevin, <laughs> the Web three like ecosystem moves and changes like at a ridiculous rate. How do you go about keeping up? and keeping people informed with like, you know, the latest thing. Mm, that's a good question. It's it's so difficult. It's, right now it's 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 okay because it's the news is very little and the big news normally you just see from people on Twitter. But what I like to do is I keep little tabs throughout the week, um, you know, on LinkedIn or Twitter or sometimes email lists as well mm -hmm. and just make little notes. Normally it's when I see like three to five people start talking about it or posting about it. That's when I know, okay, this must be pretty big. Um, and then there's a bunch of websites I always check, like Decrypt, Coindesk, um, Cointelegraph, TechCrunch is great as well. Like these are really great um, resources to get a bit more, I guess, of an objective look because Twitter can be quite subjective. But it's also mm. one of the best places to get like real, like alpha information the first time you ever hear about it um, yeah. and official from accounts as well. So mm. I guess it's like Twitter, LinkedIn, emails and a few websites here and there. But okay. in a bear market, you don't have to pay too much attention where when the bull market comes it's like every day if not you know yeah. every two hours you got to keep checking you don't get sleep everyone kind of knows that 24 <laughs> hours of consuming as much as you possibly can yeah and it sucks for us here in australia right it's like all the good stuff happens at 3 or 4 a.m yeah it's not fair uh yes those minting minting windows <laughs> um, <laughs> um uh, kevin i just want to know can you please tell the audience how would someone you know, how would you onboard someone to uh, Meta Academy? So, uh, what does what does that process looks like? As a user, as a user, yeah, sure. So, the cool part part about Meta Academy is you don't even need an account. You can just watch the videos there if you want to. the The magic comes when you 
quickly make an account and it's as simple as a username um username password situation you can connect your ethereum digital wallet as well if you want to because every time um you watch a course with an account logged in you actually receive points which then you can trade for nfts at our store and completely gasless on you on the user's behalf which is really cool it's like this could be the first time they ever interact with an nft and they get to do it for free in like a kind of like safe environment as well hmm. which is great yeah, that, that, that's awesome i and, think yeah oh, sorry and so do, i may have missed this part and i'm sorry if you've already explained this do your nfts are they like collectible items do they have utility what what's the plan with the nft for the future uh the medicare nft yes are, the are those the ones that they collect yeah, yeah. through points yeah yeah no worries um so yeah so they started off as a genesis collection i think it's about 250 um, I think they sold out almost straight away. So then they've got three more editions since then with the fourth one having, I think, 7,500 in total. But what it always was, and it, it was one of the first ones to do it, if not the first one, where it acted as more of a membership rather than just a PFP. It's not actually a PFP at all. It's a, all the meta, all four meta keys are animations anyways. So they they act as like a membership. So it gives you like access to all these other projects that we have collaborations with. And then for an example as well, they also used internally. So they'll be used in the game, New Ganymede. They'll be, they're already used in Med Academy as well. So if you have a meta key, it doubles your reward points as well, which we've seen like a lot of people love doing. And yeah, it just, it continually gives value, which I really like. It's not like so prevalent on just being like one digital identity, but it gives like a bunch of things. I hope that answers your question. Yep, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you got any questions, Charlie, before I go into yeah, the... Yeah, I was going to say, Kev, have you got any... First, have you got any videos up there? And what is one of your favorite videos on Meta Academy? I haven't got one personally where I'm just like this, where I'm just like talking into a camera. I've got ones under my profile, but they're mainly... Uh, one to do with the team. So we have one, the RRL event. So when we sponsored CX3 this year, we have a video about that. We've got one for NFT Melbourne that happened this year. We've got mine and Maddie's Meta Academy um, Twitter space. That's up there as well, which is kind of cool, right? It's just like, oh, this is something that normally is just on Twitter, but now we can put it on our own platform and people can earn points from that as well, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, but I will start doing like videos very soon um, just because there's... Yeah, it's just why not? <laughs> I know the process, and I can approve it as well for myself, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> That's Kevin, even better. Kevin, did you say the meta guides? Um, so on the flip side, so the people that attend the little videos get points. What about the meta guides? Or are they so getting paid? Their, for it? Um, yeah. There is a system where later on, it's not going to be now anytime soon, um, where they do yeah. get points for that as well, being a meta guide. But one of their biggest thing is they they're allowed to upload their own NFTs into the store the store so right now like um no you normal user can do that right now it's only the meta guys that can upload the nfts to the store so that's yeah. like their big thing as well and they get put into a pool of content creators so if we have like say uh companies want to create their own courses but they don't have their own content creators then we can pull from our meta guides as well and we can show them examples hey we think this person might be good for you good fit for your course yeah, yeah. things like that and sorry to answer charlie's question um I really like the RL ones because it just shows a different side of Web3 and also a few of the case study ones like uh, the mm -hmm. Artifact one I thought was really good as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Artifact ones. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? It's secure. It's secure. Yeah. 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 It's great. Um, cool. Uh, any questions before we jump to the next next part? I just want to talk about that metaverse now. No, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. All right, Kev. Um, let's start with the biggest question. What is metaverse, mate? What is metaverse for you? What does it mean for you? I always say it's a virtual social environment. If that makes. Okay. Yeah. So, not that that, that, that very you know, yeah, very, very simple, right? I think uh, um, some people say like, oh, they can't see how people would in the future just put their goggles and just, you know, stay at one place. Uh, some people say it could be, it's more like, a, you know, merging like real world with the, um, the what you call the digital world, like through uh, augmented reality. Um, so, you know, with the, is it, is it like, is it, is it like uh, the first or the second one is it first and the second one for you yeah it's a very there's no the hard part is it's very there's no objective answer to it it's all subjective how people some people are like no there's only one metaverse where i think there's multiple metaverses and everyone used to believe that they would interconnect um together in one happy family but i don't think that's ever going to happen i think fortnite's always going to be fortnite i think minecraft's mm. always going to be minecraft and i think decentraland probably is just going to be decentraland right um, I'm also learning that there's a big thing between Web 2 metaverses and Web 3 as well, where I think a lot of the Web 3 crowd only thought it was Decentraland, Sandbox, you know, on cyber, et cetera, spatial, that had to integrate blockchain, had to integrate NFTs. But no, these virtual, like, social gaming environments have been around for a long time. You know, you look at things like any type of multiplayer game, really. Oh, did I just yeah. cut out? Something I know, it's happened. gone dark. Oh, you're back. Yeah, I think we, we can we can see that that Melbourne yeah. sun is going down. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh my god! Yeah, there's not much I can do there. <laughs> no, just that, 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 that's really interesting to uh, that's really interesting to hear. Um, you mentioned about like um this different uh, metaverses or different could be you know uh, those worlds, and I think uh, as you said, I, I do feel as well there'll be that different types of worlds for different users. You know, not use cases more like, you know. They need to be kept separate. Yes. Yeah. Um, like, even just for the couple of examples, you, mm. know, you have a metaverse, obviously, for education, as we were talking about mm-hmm. a moment ago. Um, and then you also mentioned Fortnite. And the last thing you so want is people coming out of a virtual classroom and being sniped at by somebody from a guy on the top of a tower. Yeah, you don't want to be that, do you? No. Yeah. It's, like, you know, it's like, oh, but I just went from this one to that one. And yeah. It's, it's, no, it's... Yeah. Some of the stuff needs to be kept. So, Kevin, hmm. how do you see the metaverse being used in the future? So, we've heard some examples. You've got games, education, but what is the vision you really see for the metaverse, say, in five years' time? Yeah, I look, I think Apple's going to pay the way, but it's going to be, it's going to get, I don't know if it's going to be five years' time. I'm not really that much of a futurist in time span wise, but I think it's going to be one of those decisions like, okay, I can live my everyday life or I can just like either press a button or put on glasses and there's a virtual reality where I have a different identity and I can purchase things using, you know, different types of currencies. I can go play games that I couldn't normally. And I don't think it's that dystopian look around things where you you put on goggles and you're just sitting in your room, you're kind of dead in real life. I think it's (laughs) going to be a bit more interactive than that. But I think there is also going to be a space where, you know, people that cannot move or have trouble moving or that they really don't want to move, there'll be, 
um, a space where they can plug into a digital world as well and enjoy all the benefits. That, that's, that's really cool, actually, you know, because that way you just pretty much you live the life that you want to live where you can't live in the physical world, you know. Mm. You know, I want to be a bird. <laughs> like a flying bird, flying bird. I believe in the all. <laughs> I want to be a bird. You're in the metaverse for that, Cozzy. <laughs> so that you know my secret now. We see I'm sitting on top of the tree all the time. <laughs> um, so... You 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 mentioned a couple of uh, platforms like Sandbox, Decentraland, and Spatial, and a few of those. Like I knew a um, like a metaverse or you know like almost like Second Life. Second Life was pretty much a. It was a really cool. I had like at that time I had like really bad internet connection, but I persevered. Right, persevered like through through it because I just I'm a. It's like lover of technology now. For someone who didn't love the technology, this was like a little bit painful. Um, but um, you know, we had VRML, right? Yeah. HTML. You had VRML. We could build. And and the use, like some of the use cases that they experimented with that was like virtual shopping. And virtual like shopping. You actually yes. Walk down like the supermarket aisle. Exactly. And see the products with the VRML. Yes. Didn't take off. Didn't take off, because but because hardware and you know internet yes. connections and stuff just weren't up to snuff up. Time. Mm, exactly. My my uh, world um, into that is like I used um, Studio Max, 3D Studio Max, and yeah. convert that that um, you know the mesh into a VRML file. Yeah. And when I did that one, because of the high polygons, the the website was crashing. Just like you know, so I removed all the polygons and make it like you know you get a really good. And then yeah, my my first thing was I created the local pub into a you know. Everything, the whole, you know, when you click on it, the, you know, the handle come down for the beer and not, not the beer doesn't come through, but, you know, it was a really interesting times yeah. those days. And that, I would say that is like, in a, you know, maybe the um, 2000, early 2000s, yeah. 2001, 2002, around, the, around that time. So this concept was always, always there, like the 3D um, in ex- was there. It's not and, like and a, you'll see a convergence of a lot of the stuff that's out there at the moment as well. Mm. Obviously, there's going to be some worlds where you get to be a bird or, mm. you know, there's fairies and dragons and all sorts of things that you wouldn't get because people have an appetite for that sort of thing. Mm. But even as we were discussing the other day, you were talking about the plugin that they've got for Unreal Engine into Google, Google Maps, Maps that's where it will just auto-generate like real-world locations mm-hmm. and cityscapes and things of that nature. And you'll see that type of stuff being pulled in to... Into the into this into world, some of these metaverses. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the things I'm excited for, and it will eventually happen. I've already seen concepts of it. It's like when you put on your glasses or something, and you're just like in the city, and it shows up like the Google like restaurants and their star ratings and what they serve and the menu, and it's just all there. So you don't have to really just des- you can kind of decide on the go, just walk around and have this full immersive experience. Do you yeah. have any of the Google glasses or anything like that? No, not personally. I think they discontinued it, as in it never came out. Oh, Are you okay. talking about the VR glasses and goggles? Yeah, no, like the the Google the ones. If, if they Google were ones? out, would you be wearing them? Yeah, I would. Okay, I did have what about the, the microchip box in your box VR ones that uses your phone. They were cool. <laughs> isn't there? Isn't there like a slimline one? Where there was one. Yes. Yeah, they can do though. Yeah, yeah, they discontinued. What yeah. about the microchips, Kevin? Would you? Are you that much of a um, technologist yeah. that you want to get that chip in your hand? 
<laughs> what? I have a wild, I have a very wild imagination, and it's just like <laughs> it's kind of like AI's imagination. So when I combine it with AI, it's just crazy. Um, but I'd like to just like be able to just visualize things, and then it would just pop up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. See, um, okay. I think yeah. I think um, we would not have uh, we don't have to use any of the goggles as soon as Elon Musk's Neuralink goes mainstream. You just press a button, not even a button. I guess you just you know give a tap to your head. And then boom, you are in a metaverse. Your eyes goes blank, and then you are in the metaverse. And hey, uh, yeah, so best thing ever. Isn't it? Isn't it so romantic of an idea? <laughs> I think a lot of wow. black mirror is going to happen. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you called it here, Cosy called it. That's it. <laughs> you know what? I think I, I have a feeling that would really make like you know like um, you know without having any hardware whatsoever. I think you can, it will project into the front of your, you know, the retina. There's going to need to be some criteria on that. I mean, if you think about taking an incoming video call, but advanced to the level that you're talking. Mm -hmm. Because they, otherwise they can't see you, right? You, you, it was in front of the mirror. You don't want that happening when you're halfway across the street. No. I thought you were going to say you want some privacy to have your video call in private. No, nothing like that? No, you know what I have about privacy. There is no privacy. Oh, Conspiracy. You know, I think the privacy is like, you know, that's gone. That's long gone. So you mentioned spatial, Kevin, and spatial is like at the moment, I see a lot of you know, like, I mean, they have come like, you know, leaps and bounds from where they were and how they're allowing to bring in like um, your uh, avatars and, you know, you can really do some, you know, fantastic things using spatial. So out of all those, um, the, the platforms, what's your favorite and why? Are we talking the Web3 metaverses? Me yeah, Web3 Metaverses. I actually like on cyber the most. I think it, it has probably the best graphics for the ones that I've seen. Spatial is very good. I haven't actually kept up too much with spatial, but I know it's got the easiest like login and just like run around type of situation, which I really like on the user experience. Um, but on cyber just looks cool. I mean, I've got a space pod where you're like literally in space, but you're in like this really futuristic apartment. You can throw your NFTs on the walls and it just looks really nice. Um, that's the one I'd pick, but Socially, okay. I think probably Sandbox is the best. Although, I guess it's like, why is that? For Sandbox? I think because yeah. there's a lot of, like, obviously Snoop Dogg and all that, but there's a lot of celebrities that have big partnerships, you know, Paris Hilton um, recently and a few other big ones. So they just keep going. Hmm. Where I think maybe potentially Decentraland has slowed down. I'm not 100% on, on top of it. Um, and Spatial just haven't kept up far enough. Um, there's probably more that I haven't thought about top of my head but they're kind of like the main four i think as far as web 3 goes metaverses then web 2 like mm -hmm. roblox and fortnite are really good as well yeah and minecraft um so you you guys did some work with the uh, the austrian open as well right mm -hmm. can you please um give the audience a little bit of you know whatever you can say to the audience if you can shed some light that would be awesome because i mean like given um the austrian open is such a, a traditional um brand and they were like really like uh, Ridley has been like really spearheading that uh, with the support of the uh, the Tennis Australia and would love to hear what your experience has been and what was that, you know, what did that journey look like for you guys? 
Yeah, unfortunately, I can't speak too much about it because that happened way before I came in. But what I can remember is they gave a whitelist to the meta key holders for the mint of the AO ball. And I think all of them got minted out within an hour. So I think that was sort of their involvement. They helped a lot of the social strategy as well. And for this year's, um, I think it was this year's AO art ball when they released one every year, it was, they had uh, collaborations for certain teams, um, different projects where if you minted an AO art ball, you had a chance of getting special AO art balls with that team. So MetaKey, I think had three of them possibly. And each one, uh, depending which design you got, would get different utilities. So some of them, means that you would have got different meta crews. I think other we had like an exclusive meta academy one as well. So that I think was our involvement this year. And then last year we helped uh, mint out the project, I believe. Yeah. And the strategy behind it a little bit. And I think um, it's only going to get bigger and bigger, right? And uh, some people say it's like, oh, what happened, Nathan? Uh, we lost the feed. Oh, we are back. <laughs> for, a, for, a, for, a, for a second, the whole screen went black. We thought like, oh my God, um, what happened to Melbourne? And I heard the real you. I heard the real you, Cozzy. And I like it. <laughs> um, so a um, few people say it's about Metaverse, like, oh, it's, it's, it's a gimmick and, you know, like, oh, it'll never take on and all these things. But um, I, I, I do uh, believe that we had to go through a few iterations to work it out. I don't think we have gone through enough iterations to say it doesn't work. I think we are like in the same thing, like, you know, how the, the sick doesn't see the value of crypto, or maybe they see the value of crypto and they're like, they're a little bit scared. Um, but what I'm saying is that with, when it comes to metaverse, I think there's still so much to, um, uh, what do you call, you know, really dive into. Like, have you seen the Black Mirror about the, what's that? The Joanne is bad. Joanne is awful. Yeah. Have no, you seen that one, like Kev? Yeah. Mm. yeah, I've like, seen it. Yeah, right. With that, with that one, it's about you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say it. You know, it's I'm gonna ruin it for everyone. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, you know, they have a quantum computer that start creating. It creates its own versions of the events, and it uses AI, whatever it is. I don't know what you call it that time, but maybe the GAI, the general engineer, to create. Uh, with different um, actors, the same thing was happening in real life, and they don't even know how it's doing. It says, "Oh, it's magic. We don't know how this quantum computer works, and all those things, you know." And so it's almost like a real life metaverse. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, I, you know, it opens up your brain to start thinking, like, "Oh my God, it was impossible." Like but different realities, different realities oh, in a real world, like different you know? levels. It's like think of the movie Inception. It's got different dream levels. Yes, yeah. this one is like level. You got level zero. It's just you living your life. Level one would be like, I don't know, Salma Hayek is playing Maureen, and then le- level two, um, someone else is playing Salma Hayek, who's playing you. Yeah. It's just like different levels, but it's all recording, oh. editing, <laughs> streaming it. All. Plot yeah, it's just doing it all by itself. Just kind of crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> wow. so, um, and I think to get to something like that, I think that it has to go through so many iterations of technology, and. Um, so what I'm leading uh, into, uh, Kev, is that um, you you just mentioned earlier that you are like really looking at like sort of the metaverse side of things, and I just want to know what that looks like. What does that roadmap looks like for you, and what are you going into that from education into the more like the metaverse side of things? What is what's what that what does that scope looks like? 
for you? Yeah, it's actually been a pretty smooth transition. I mean, I was playing, I was playing Roblox and Fortnite today to test it all out, <laughs> which is really fun. Not something you could say you do at work, um, <laughs> but it's it's we've already got a big like list of clients, and we have many more like that want to work with us. So it's just about me learning the processes behind it, like why they would want this strategy, um, the metaverse. You know, do they have a metaverse strategy? If you don't, like, we definitely can help you with that. Um, but any type of like Web3 involvement, we're happy to help and um, give build outs essentially. Like if you want a digital twin, um, you want your physical building to have like a virtual building or a virtual event, we can help with that as well. And just generally try, um, I guess, onboard you to the next like, you know, future really hmm. it's like getting you ready before everyone else gets ready before apple apple's vision pro hits like you already have a plan you've already tested it you've seen what works what doesn't and it's about getting like that and my role is um just becoming like another person to help out that process and try to take on some clients yeah. yeah so you keep mentioning that you think that um apple is really going to be the leader in this field uh, what gives you that um Impression. Yeah, that that such a strong impression in their work. Like, what is leading you to that conclusion? It's just Apple. It's just Apple. <laughs> yeah, I think since the iPhone, it's like they're not they're normally not the first ones to do it, but when they do it, they kind of perfect it and they make it popular. You look at the iPhone smartphones were out before then. Um, you look at the iPad tablets were out before then. Now you look at the Vision Pro and even s such things as like the the AirPods, right? Um, and taking things out, like taking out the headphone jack. People thought they were crazy, but then all of a sudden now we're all using Bluetooth and we don't actually need to use it as much anymore. You know, they were super early adopting USB-C, arguably too early. They're probably like two, two years too early. Um, but even now, you know, you see a lot more companies moving to USB-C rather than keeping it to USB-A. So when they do decide to do it, and it seems like they've taken a completely different approach to everyone else, which has been mainly... You know, VR is metaverse, it's gaming, where they've done, no, this is social. This is like our lives. Um, as we know it, your ability to start, a, you know, to interact with your life already and, and do things and enhance it. I think it's, yeah, yeah when, when it comes out, it won't, the first one will have a lot of problems, but potentially in the next five to 10 years, it's going to look really nice. And, you know, someone mentioned to me the other day, I think it was, um, I think it was Ryan from um, Red Brothers, and they were like, there's a strong, there's not strong. I'm just taking speculation now from him. Um, there's a chance that most people will stop making metaverses and go start making it on iOS, their VR equivalent, their Vision Pro equivalent, because that's what everyone's actually going to be using. But these, all these other metaverses are like stepping stones to take it. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and you guys are working with some um, really big. Uh, brand names like around the world like we were at the CX3 event myself and Charlie and we got to listen to um, Matthew's presentation as well while you're we there and um, hearing to that presentation and knowing what you guys like and who you have partnered with you got some really good uh, strategic partnerships so you know these uh, these partners these brands um, they are not just um, someone who just wake up in the morning and decides oh, okay yeah we're gonna do a metaverse Mm. Uh, let's do a, like a you know like sandbox. It, it, the people like like that they have a they have a reputation. Some of you know not some I think most of them and all of them probably all of them have a proven track record of um, like history 
of going out there, doing big things, great things, and cutting edge as well. And seeing them uh, coming into the space and doing uh, the, uh, the metaverse-related projects when no one is touching it, I think when I saw it, I'm like, oh, wow, I did not know this was happening. You know? And mm. in your, um, I don't know whether you can talk about this, but uh, from, uh, can you tell us, like, you know, give us a little bit of understanding, okay, which part of the world at the moment, like, if you had to pick one or two places, where are those places at the moment that, like, you know, really hot when it comes to uh, metaverse projects? Yeah, so we recently partnered with KPMG Saudi Arabia, and I think Microsoft as well, to be, like, their metaverse partners, um, or the equivalent wow. of it, so... I would say like the Middle East is currently like the hotspot because they, they've dived quite deep into cryptocurrency itself and all different aspects of it. Um, although there's different regulations, they don't really mess around with like DeFi at the moment, but they are heavily supporting Metaverse and they have a big conference there. I think it's called Leap, which um, some of the MetaKey team were at. So I see that place as really, um, I, I guess, booming or being the hub right now. But, you know, we, we've seen clients that I can't, um, talk about but like just across the world all the main you know the main players of um, that normally would be in a normal web 2 setting they're starting to get on board as well which is exciting when it finally gets I guess we announce it so Kevin how big is the meta key team I think we're about 45 now I think we started the year under 40 wow and wow. we want to double that by the end of the year so Okay. A lot of yeah. And, there's a lot of. And is that spread well. out all over the world, or are they mainly here in Australia, or where? Yeah, so like half the team is about um, in located in Melbourne, um, but then again, our job is fully remote, so you could work from anywhere really. Um, and then the rest is spread out across the world. We've got people from uh, like the Americas, Canada, Europe, Asia, etc. So it, it makes it makes us um, very interesting. Like sometimes, hmm. whatever. Um, time it is during the day there's somebody working which is really nice yeah yeah oh that, that's yeah. cool i think brands that. Yeah. i think brands give that's a partnership sure going with and strategic partnerships they're going to be one of the next big movers coming into the next bull run whenever that is it's yeah. my hmm. my thinking would be games and big brands moving into this sector after they've had a taste they've seen what can happen they've We've already had big brands moving in. And hmm. Some of them haven't done so well. Some have done very well. Nike is sort of like the golden yep. child of that. And, yeah, I think we're going to get, once the big brands come in, there's still going to be small people, startups hmm. doing their thing, but it's going to validate for the everyday person that you walk down the street of, oh, an NFT, oh, that makes sense to me now. I understand it because I've had Nike or... <laughs> yeah. Whatever else. Yeah. NFTs aside, though, the metaverse should not be dependent on a bull run. Yeah. It's just no. Merely, it'll be its own. That's, mm. that's exactly right. So I mean, anybody yeah. that's in there now is just, I guess, getting a head start yeah. on everything well, else. Maybe, maybe the metaverse is just the game that keeps updating rather than releasing a new, <laughs> yeah. new version. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I that's that that's good. The other day. Where was where did we get it? I just made it oh. up. <laughs> he's, a, he's a visionary he, he just came up with it now <laughs> yeah i think that's the common misconception is like people just think metaverse is only web3 enabled but it's been around for decades any type of virtual social space as soon as the internet got released that's a metaverse right it's a virtual environment which you can work um socially interact with people 
Yeah. And that never really goes away. In fact, it's probably getting stronger, really. More people want to interact with people since, you know, COVID happened. Hmm. So, yeah, so- maybe Web3 Metaverse, who knows? That's dependent on a crypto market, but definitely not like different types of metaverses, the ones outside of them. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and um, I just, I, don't, I want to just touch base about, you know, on the the founders of MetaKey as well. You know, um, we got greatest to meet guys, them. Cosby, greatest guys ever. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot say anything bad about them. That's it. Yeah. Keep that there. Yeah. <laughs> show them, show them, give them my referral. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So, those guys, um, you know, when you when you talk to them, when you see them, they're like, you know, you can't. When you see, you know, we, when I met with Maddie, you can't even like. There's like so down to earth, and there's so much knowledge, and but it never come across as um, what you call, and never, you know, they don't come across as they know everything. It's constantly, you know, from just talking to him for about you know half an hour that that night, I realized like, oh my god, the the depth of knowledge that he has and being in that space and uh, especially the, you know, uh, you know, like doing things and have a proven track record, that means a lot mm-hmm. than just, you know, uh, speaking someone's one's mind, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're amazing to be working with. They're, they're so humble and like chill, which is very hard to find in founders, um, especially, you know, the amount of success they've had. They like to do things before other people do it. So you think about a majority of these Web3 NFT projects that started as NFTs, most of them have never pivoted out. Where they pivoted it out, they put their money into you know um, different departments, creating games, creating education website sector, um, helping out with metaverse. Like they were able to do things um, that wouldn't put them at risk of a bear market, if that makes sense. And that's why, like, it was a great time for me to see when everyone was, like, dropping their employees, you know, projects were dying, they were still hiring people. Hmm. Um, in fact, they were, t- yeah, they were hiring while everyone else was firing. It was, like, really nice to see. It was, like, it, 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 like, it, it gives confidence to me as well as, like, an employee to be, like, I'm at the right place. Yeah. I think I think that that's that's really super, like that's really really important uh, when you have a team, like, you know, to make them feel safe and uh, knowing that there is like vision as well, right? Um, because then you can see what is the growth of that is, and then are, are you keeping up with the uh, the trends? Uh, because last thing you want is because the space is uh, moving so fast. If you are not on trend before you know it, you can be out of you know yeah. like off course very fast. Um, and if you can't you know keep tabs on the you know the pulse. So now we are nearing uh, to the one hour mark. So, and, um, you know, just want to uh, bring up uh, Kev, um, you know, including you as um, This is a special event for us because uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, for, a, for a, I don't know for how long, for a short term or for a little bit long. I don't know how that time looks like, but it's uh, the final episode for uh, Craig here. And he's going to go on a bit of a pilgrimage. Um, so he's going to do a bit of a uh, you know, time off and uh, uh, go a bit of decentralized from centralized block stars. Yeah. Right? Oh, the bear market so, really got to you, huh? These podcasts. You just <laughs> it finally got to him, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm envious of you. I will think of you. <laughs> so, Craig, what's your plan, man? Um, as we discussed the other day, I'll be visiting a lot of schools. Yeah. Um, Sounds know, a bit fishy, mate. No, you're more, I'll, like, as far as the forensics go, I'll be looking for anything fishy. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, just generally wetting a line and relaxing for a little bit. Yep. That's the plan. A lot of yeah, fishing. Oh my god! I was like, what are we doing live on it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, clarified though, yeah I was like, for everyone that doesn't know Craig's plan, he will not be near any schools as ordered by the court. <laughs> 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 um. So yeah. So we just want to say to uh, Craig, Craig, thank you so much, and you know, um, yeah. It, you always, you know, brought a different, um, I, I guess, a facet to our podcast, you know, asking like, you know, sort of um, really the, like the questions that really mean stuff, mm. not like me. Right. So, <laughs> so um, and we're going to miss you, um, you know, for however long that, you know, uh, journey, you know, that chapter, chapter looks like. Um, and before we finish off, uh, Kev, what do you, what do you have to um, say to the audience with regards to the uh, metaverse. What does that, what is that for the audience? What should they look out for? What should they be prepared for? What is that? I think just, if you want to be prepared, just try and, what's the word, test as many metaverses as you can. Because it depends how you are, um, what you're into. There's going to be a lot of them and you just have to pick the one that you think you're going to be comfortable playing around, running around with, flying around, you know, chilling out with friends or family. Because I think eventually that is kind of like the way we're going to go. Even in regards to like you look at property, there's only a certain amount of physical property there is, you know, even in Australia. But in, in the virtual world, in the metaverse, there's unlimited amounts so it's also about giving yourself like a second chance, a second life, a third life, etc. Um, you know, you may not be able to afford a mansion here, but you can do one in the metaverse. You can probably have a flying yeah. unicorn as well. Maybe Craig's there. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he is, is really a flying unicorn. <laughs> he, he is a flying um, unicorn, yeah. So Kevin, are you going to tell our listeners how they can find you? Yeah. Your socials and how they can get involved with MetaKey? Yeah, so... Um, Kevin from the MetaKey, uh, MetaKey.com, I believe is the website. You can follow us at the MetaKey on Twitter. My personal one is Life Size Kevin on Twitter. And yeah, just feel free to hit us up anytime and obviously follow Blockstars because they're incredible. And yeah. thank you so thank much you. for having me. I'm so sorry about the dying light on me. It's just Melbourne things. Well, <laughs> because I'm you know, in, you're in Melbourne, mate. So that's, that's, a, that's a good thing about Melbourne. Here, the sun doesn't know, never go down. So, yeah. Yeah, savings. what's up with that? No, yeah. <laughs> no we, we, we love Melbourne, um, like every city, mate. You, you can't, you need those special cities to be different, right? And but they all work together, makes this, you know. No, every time play. I'm in Queensland, I actually see some form of the block stars somewhere. The first time it was Charlie just randomly there taking a photo and. You know, the next two days, we're just like, who is that guy? Oh, it's that guy. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the next time, you know, other blocks, our team were there and then um, had the Web3 cruise as well. So you guys are always there somewhere. So I look forward to always being in Queensland as well. And it's, just, it's such yeah. a joy when you come down to Melbourne like you did um, a few weeks ago as well. No, thank you. Thank you. And, it, you know, it's always good to catch up with, um, you know, the, the Melbourne, um, Melbourne crew. Um, and I think now it's, you know, we got, we got like quite a few friends, uh, down in Melbourne and it's always a, you know, um, event getting the, going there and really looking forward to catching up with everyone there. So on that note, guys, uh, before we finish any last questions or comments, 
Just want to put it out there. Hope to see everyone at our meetup next Tuesday, 4th of July, for not Independence Day, but Decentralization Day at the yep. island, Surface Paradise, Duke's Parlor, usual time, 6 p.m. It's going to be a fun night. And then I have a request for Kevin if you want to do your famous selfie with us in the podcast, mate. Oh, this is going to break your heart. I actually don't take selfies anymore. Legit. <laughs> Oh. Oh. I'll take a screenshot you know though. I'm happy to take a screenshot if you want. All right. All right. Let's do that. Yeah. Maybe they could be the first screenshot. <laughs> All right. Ready? Smile. Love it. Thank you so much. I'll post that on socials like now. Yeah. Red light, green light. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much, Kev, and thank you uh, for the MetaKey team as well. Um, you guys are doing awesome, and you know, um, Love to uh, see that, you know, what you guys are doing in Australia, uh, reaching out, you know, to those massive brands. And uh, on that note, guys, thank you so much for joining us for the, you know, for all the uh, social uh, platforms. Um, without you, we can't keep this going. And um, yeah, we would really like to hear what your thoughts are and what you want to see uh, from these uh, podcasts as well. Because end of the day, we really want to bring value to the community. And that's what, you know, these podcasts are all about. And we would like to hear uh, how we can even improve. We are constantly learning as a team. Um, so on that note, thank you so much. And we'll see you uh, next week. Bye. Nice see you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe.